You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 56 with Monique Horb. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, today we have Monique Horb on the show. She is a home organizer with six kids. She shares with us tips on keeping the house from getting too crazy, when to start giving little ones things to do to help out around the house, and how to overcome the mountains of laundry. Yes, we all know those mountains. We also talk about having a homework station and how she stays organized with all the paperwork that comes into the house. So if you strive to be organized, but it feels too overwhelming, I hope this show leaves you inspired to take small steps to getting there. Thank you so much for our sponsor, the Dream Achiever Vacation Planning Tool for sponsoring our show today. Hey, you guys, I thought this would be such a great place to talk about this because we're bringing Monique on to talk about organizing our home. So I wanted to ask you a question. What do you value more? A bunch of stuff that collects dust in your house or an amazing experience that can bring your family closer together? If you're a mom like me who treasures memories and experiences over the accumulation of stuff, you know that prioritizing family time is the best example you can show your kids as they grow. This is one of the reasons why we created the vacation planning tool. So if you want to learn more about this, all you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash vacation planning tool. Monique, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Amber. I'm super excited to visit with you today. Me too. So, you know, we met at the Business Boutique last year here in Nashville. So that's almost been a year. So I'm pretty excited that we finally get to connect like this. Yeah, it was that was a great experience. And I was so glad to meet you that day. Yeah. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker. I love to travel and I really want to inspire moms to travel. So I love asking people where their favorite vacation destinations are. So where is your favorite vacation spot that you have gone to and why? And this can be with or without kids. Well, my most favorite was on our honeymoon, which was in Jamaica at an all-inclusive resort, which was amazing. Uh, typically, my favorite type of vacation is a vacation that has a beach, sand, water, and when I can read a book. Because for me, that is the only time I can really relax. But fun family vacations are camping. We've loved to camp with our kids, and we have gone to a lot of different state parks and private campgrounds. And we find that with a large family, that ends up being the most economical, but the most fun. Yeah. um, Camping seems like a lot of work to me. And so (laughs) I can see why you were saying that your true vacation is laying on the beach with a book, because that seems like the opposite of camping, you know, where you just, you're still having to do all the things. And and, um, sometimes I feel like it's harder because you don't have like your kitchen. Now, do you, are you tent camping? Oh, 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 absolutely not. Okay. No, we're camping in a 30 foot pull behind that sleeps eight with heat and air conditioning. Oh, that makes a big difference. (laughs) Yeah. So they, so the, that part is great. I've got a kitchen refrigerator and all of that, but the quote unquote great outdoors is wonderful with kids, hiking, biking, swimming, canoeing, fishing, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, Campfire, s'mores. That's always been really fun. So, um, so you have the, um, the camper. So, uh, how long have you had the, the camper and how long have you been doing this? Probably about 10 years. 
Okay. Yeah. The problem with, so do you guys, do you have a property that you can store it on? Because we live in a sub that there's no space to store it. So we would have to then put it somewhere. We have it in a, um, there are lots where you can store. Oh yeah. Camper yeah. So you do that. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cause our neighborhood does not even like our camper in our driveway when we want to pack it. Right. I totally get that. Yeah. So that's cool. No, my husband has talked about that. Um, You know, the thought of that, he knows people that do it. And, you know, I feel like that's the only way that I probably would camp. So then do you have a big truck that pulls that? I drive a Suburban. Yep. Okay. Yeah. See, so that's also the thing. It's like, we don't have big enough cars to pull that. So then it's like, okay, well, you have to have the big enough car to be able to pull it. And so, but I think that's, I do think that is fun. And I feel like a lot of people have such good memories with that. So that's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, I am with you though, going on beach vacations and relaxing. Yes. yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Well, Monique, let's get started. So how about you tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, share your name, where you're from, how many kids you have, and how you got to where you are today. Well, my name is Oni Corb. I live in Northwest Indiana, which is about an hour um, south of Chicago to give people a landmark to where that is. Um, I've been married for 24 years and I am a professional home organizer. And, um, how many kids do you have? That kind of, yeah, sorry. We have, <laughs> yeah, we have six kids. Yeah. That's um, what I wanted have, people to know. <laughs> okay. We have three, we have three biological children and actually nine years ago in August. So we just passed nine years. We adopted three kids, um, internationally. So we literally went from three to six overnight. So I had kids from the ages of seven to 13 all back to back. And that was probably the jump start into my direction of what I'm doing now. Yeah. So um, how about you tell us a little bit about more of why you started? Uh, so you, you, what did you call it? You, you don't call it an organizing company. What, what did you call it again? Oh, the name of my business oh. is Organizing Your Chaos. Okay. But and do you just, do you define yourself as an organizer? Yes. A home organizer. Yes. Okay. Home organizer. Yeah. So how about you then, you know, tell us a little bit more about, you know, with adopting the kids and then now having six kids and you probably felt like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And you know, that's why I brought you on the show because so many moms, I just feel like they get lost in all the chaos and there's stuff everywhere. And, and then, you know, you're so tired that you trying to like clean up and then it gets all messed up again. And then I feel like if you don't have systems, then it just, it just keeps happening day in and day out, but then you have to actually have that time to make the systems. And so I just think this would be great for you to kind of help all of us moms that are just kind of drowning and just trying to figure out if you don't have that type of personality already, you know, that you're just like, everything goes in its place, you know, for, for the rest of us that are just kind of like, okay, yeah, we know we need systems and, and, but how do we do this and what's the best way to do it? And what do you get for the, the biggest bang for your buck? And I don't even mean money wise. I just mean, like, what are some things that we can do that you will really, you know, notice a huge difference? So let's start off with, you know, you've gone from three to six kids and you're probably realizing, okay, I need to get organized and, and then walking us through to starting your company and where you are today. Well, we adopted our kids and, um, like I said, went from three to six and we adopted internationally 
And that was a challenge because there was a language barrier. So not only did we double our family size, I had three kids that I couldn't speak to. (laughs) And my husband um, is Ukrainian and our kids were adopted from Ukraine. And he could speak Ukrainian, but he had the nerve to come home and go to work and leave me (laughs) (laughs) with all the kids. So we had a, a big challenge on just merging our families together, actually. Um, so, but that was the first thing is, is creating a family of, of six kids and then realizing, oh my goodness, there are so many shoes. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> shoes, yes. Anything. Yep. So just realizing once everybody was here and we got bedrooms organized and stuff and clothes and then toys and books and backpacks and, and all of that stuff, it was it just doubled. And it was kind of a shock to me on how much stuff we had in this house. So I am more of an organized type A personality. And I do like things in, um, in their homes or in their places. However, I did learn a long time ago, and this is what I want to encourage, um, families, especially if you have a lot of younger kids that toys don't equal dirt. Just because there's a lot of stuff out doesn't mean that your house is dirty or messy. And I think for me, that was a big thing. I just had to realize that people live in this house. Um, The younger kids you have, the more toys you have out and about. My kids have gotten older, so there's less stuff in our spaces. But that just comes with time and with age. So to not be discouraged, because I think when the kids are smaller, there are so many things. Um, If you have toddlers and babies, you have bouncy seats and strollers and car seats and and lots and lots of large plastic toys that make sounds and and move. And we have to walk over. Um, As the kids get older, a lot of those things disappear and it becomes different types of toys and stuff that you're organizing. So. First of all, just want to encourage you that there's different stages in your life. There's, you know, you're accumulating things when your kids are small and there's so much stuff. But as you get older and they get older, things change. But probably the most important thing is to try to look at what you have and figure out the best home for the things that you have and then teach your children where the things go. I mean, and that all takes time. But if you have found places for your things, that helps the overwhelm not be so overwhelming. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, what do you feel like is the youngest age to really kind of start implementing that, that they're kind of, they get it. They're kind of like, yeah, okay, I know what to do. Probably I would say too, I mean, when your kids can talk to you, they know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we think, oh, well, they're not talking yet, but <clears throat> you know, one and a half year old, two year old, they follow us and they mimic us. So showing them and doing the same thing over and over again as a routine, when you put the dirty clothes in the hamper or you put the Legos away or you put the cars away or, you know, the kitchen set, cleaning and putting things away with your children will show them how it's done and create habits and um, systems. But expecting young kids to just do something when you tell them without showing them um, is counterproductive. Right. No, I agree. 
that that's what I'm saying too. Like, so if you're not type A and you are struggling with this, it's like, that's kind of who I want you to be able to help today. It's the people who this is not their natural lean and they, they want it to be that way. And so then they're trying to teach the kids, but they're struggling themselves. I mean, I have the laundry question at the very end, but just laundry itself. So Todd always jokes with me that I I don't put the laundry away and I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like, I'm really good at just like getting it going. We have lots of clean clothes, but then just actually putting them away. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. And so our laundry room is upstairs. So, which is nice. But then once it's drying, I come back downstairs and I just don't really go back up. And then it's like, oh yeah, the laundry. And then, or then it's sitting in my master closet. And like, that's the furthest room from like the kitchen. It's upstairs, way in the back. And I, and I'll say to him, I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't even, I mean, I'm not just sitting up there going into my master closet going, oh yeah, the laundry's sitting there. When I'm thinking about it, it's at the end of the night and I'm kind of like, I don't want to do this. So for me, I, I think like for the women that really kind of struggle with this, they want it. I mean, I am organized in some places. Like my pantry is very organized because I just eventually kind of went over the edge and was like, I'm getting so annoyed. And I bought these buckets and people come over and go, oh my gosh, like you're so organized. So there's degrees of where I'm organized. And then there's other areas where I'm just kind of really laid back and just like, whatever. Um, So it's for those moms that are just like, I really want to be more organized. That isn't my natural lean. And, um, and I want my kids to do that. So that's kind of where I think it'd be great for you to help us out with that. Because even with dealing with your clients, what do you feel like their biggest challenges when you're working with them? Okay, when it comes to laundry, I think there's probably two kinds of people. They're the kind of people who want to do all their laundry one day at one time for the week and get it done. And some people have that kind of time. And there are other people, and I'm in the other category, <clears throat> who I have my laundry. Um, it's upstairs on the second floor where the bedrooms are. Right. But I I put a load in every morning. Mm. So. So every day I put a load in before I go down. Okay. Now I may be gone for the day or work working from home, just depends on what it is. But at some point I will put it in the dryer <clears throat> and I, so then it's one load a day. So it's not so overwhelming. It might be two, just depending on my days, but I can fold a load of laundry. Literally, it only takes 10 minutes to fold laundry or less. It doesn't take that long. Um, at night when the kids go to bed, then I can quickly put a load of laundry and then I put it back for them to put away. <clears throat> so probably figuring out what makes more sense or what someone's personality is, is a little bit every day easier because then mm-hmm. it, it's not a big, huge pile once a week. Right. And other yep. people want to do all the of pile. Once. Yes. They want to do, you know, <laughs> six loads of laundry on a Thursday and do it, you know, so <laughs> yeah. figuring out, I mean, there are people there and if a, mom, a woman is home, and has the time and knows that every Thursday is my laundry day. Yeah. And she does household chores. That's great. Right. But for working moms or moms who don't have, you know, eight hours to do laundry. Yeah. Um, a load a day might be small, easy, bite size, um, you know, way to do it. Now, I did talk with a gal recently who was so overwhelmed. They had just gotten backed up everything was overwhelming. And she said she could not catch up on her laundry. There was just no way. And I said, you know what? 
pick a couple hours, take all that laundry, go to the laundromat, load it all up, wash it all, dry it all, because you can do four or five loads at once. Right. Yes, it will take time. But if you want to get out from under that huge laundry pile and you just cannot seem to get enough time, do it all at once. Then Then you're out from behind the eight ball. Then you can start over with a new system or a new plan. But there is a way to just get out of it. You just have to um, figure that out. But, you know, are you an all-day laundry girl or are you a daily laundry girl? Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, Daily is little bite-sized pieces. It's not overwhelming. Right. You put it in, you dry it. And, you know, 10 minutes, you can have a load of laundry done. And we right. can all find 10 minutes, but it's much harder to find four hours. I, right, yeah. Or have a huge pile that needs to be folded. And we all know the longer it sits in the pile... Yeah. The more wrinkled it gets. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, uh-huh. then you got to wash it again. But I was, wash it again. yeah, Absolutely. so with you having six kids, how did you go about um, laundry? <laughs> like, I mean, so did they all have hampers in the room? Do you go by lights and darks? Like what, what did you do to streamline okay. it? I did this actually before we had a big family. Um, when we just had three kids, we have a laundry room and I went and bought, and this isn't going to work for everyone. And I understand this. And a lot of people need laundry in everybody's room. And if that works, great. I had the ability to get buckets, you know, the tall skinny buckets of the laundry hampers. And I have six of them in my laundry room. And the first one is for what I call special laundry. If it needs to be hung up or hand washed or it's special fabric, then I have one that's um, towels and sheets, darks, lights, colors, khaki colors. And then when that laundry basket is full, then it goes into the washing machine because that's a full load. So when my kids were little, they just would bring their clothes from, they would, you know, get ready for bed. And they, my youngest was a year and a half and she just knew, you know, is this a color? You know, we just taught her as the youngest one. So they're, you know, at at two years old, they can learn what goes where. Um, But they just put their laundry in the buckets. And when the buckets were full, I, um, we don't throw them in the washing machine, but there were times when I had, I remember one fall, everybody was in soccer on different teams. That was quite the organizational challenge to get people to games and practices. But when you have, um, kids that are in a sport, they have their regular clothes and they have their practice clothes and they have game clothes. Um, there were some seasons where laundry was literally out of control where I would do two, three loads every day because everybody was home and everybody was doing stuff. Yeah. Well, now we have um, two high school girls at home uh, with a foreign exchange student that came to live with us this year. But I have three boys in college and one who is graduated. So my laundry load right now has dropped because there are five of us in the house instead of nine. But they will all come home eventually holidays, Christmas. And so my laundry will jack back up again. <laughs> but, but now I'm not having, I don't today have to do laundry every single day right? because we have less people. But if you have the ability to do a load every day, that is just a huge help in the, you know, mound of right. clothes. Well, let me ask you this. So, you know, we have a laundry room too, but it is not big enough to host six baskets, like what you're saying. And some people don't even have laundry rooms, right? They just have, you open a closet and there it is. So 
What is your recommendation on where to put all those different baskets? Like the, you know, the sheets and the towel, but like who, whose room would you designate that to if this was your situation and you had a smaller laundry room and it was upstairs? Like it's not in a basement where you can just kind of put everything. Sure. If you want to do it where everybody has their own um, laundry basket in their room, then you would just have to, I think, you know, know that if you're doing lights or darks and just go and gather what you need per load for that day. Um, Because I don't know that you want everybody running into everybody's room and, you know, color coding it that way. That might be more difficult. Yeah. Um, Some people do have like, uh, like hall uh, linen closets for, you know, laundry. Some linen closets are such that there may be a space in the bottom of Mm, that, of that closet. Yeah. But maybe an extra laundry basket for thousand sheets or something, you know? So if you have another closet or another area that you can just designate for some overflow, that might be helpful. Yeah. That's a good um, idea. Yeah. Cause I was just thinking yeah. about that with my girls currently have laundry baskets in the room, but they have a linen closet inside their bathroom that they share. And then I could put the sheets and the towels in one and then their clothes in the other one. So that's sure. That's kind of a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So in, in the, in the base of a cabinet, sometimes that helps. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that I, some, think, I feel like that would help people that don't have big laundry rooms. Sure. And maybe even, um, some people have like a laundry sink in their washing oh, area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There may even be a spot to put a shorter square laundry basket under that as oh, an idea. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. That might be a good towel one where everybody can sure. throw it in sure. and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I like now, that. The other thing I did was, um, I don't know what they're called, but I got it at, it was on Home Depot or Menards. They're metal squares that you hook together and they can go like across, like three across, four across, and then they go up. They're like, shoot, like Are they they like stacking baskets or something? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're metal and they stack and you can make them as wide or as high as you want. Mm. I did three across and three high and I put that on a shelf. Oh, in our yeah. Room. And then as the clothes are washed and dried and folded, they stay in the laundry room and the kids have to come pick them up. So do you have enough room know. to fold things in your um, laundry no, room? I or- fold, no, I fold on my bed. Uh, and then you go and put them in the metal basket? Yep. And they put them all away. Uh, okay. So that's what you're doing. You're folding them, putting them into that basket, and then they come and get it and put it away. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So, but they are old enough that they'd be able to fold it, right? Your kids? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And they trust me. We all rotate. I see. Okay. <laughs> so if they were doing it, would they put everything in the metal, metal basket for everybody to grab? Yep. Okay. Gotcha. So that's your system. You guys know that I'm all about being intentional with what you want to create in your life. So if you have a passion about something and really want to start a side hustle, but you're finding it hard to balance that with everything else that is going on in life, it can sometimes feel crazy. So that's why I decided to partner with Grit and Hustle. Their side hustle journal, which is live on Kickstarter now, is a tool that will help you take action and finally turn that amazing idea into reality. So if you feel stuck in a job you don't like and you know you want to start something on the side, then this journal will be the key to capturing all your thoughts and ideas to make it happen. The side hustle journal will take you from concept to cash flow by breaking the process down into manageable chunks so that you do not get overwhelmed and keep moving forward no matter what life throws at you. To learn more, you can go to kickstarter.com and look for the Side Hustle Journal. You can also find the link and image of the journal in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. 
Okay. Well, so moving on from laundry, because I, I want to pick your brain on some other things as well. Sure. Um, so going back to the question I asked before the whole laundry fiasco, um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you have when you're working with clients that you may feel like could benefit the listeners to hear your response to help them today, you know, once they get off that they could maybe start implementing some things that you're teaching? Okay. First of all, the biggest challenge with you know, 90%, and I'm making that stat up because I didn't take a poll, but (laughs) of people (laughs) who are overwhelmed is I don't know where to start. What do I do first? You know, they, they stand in their space or their house and they look around and everywhere they look seems to be chaos, a mess, unorganized piles, this and that. And they just don't know where to start. And I think a lot of times we don't do anything because we get paralyzed and we don't know what to do. So we just don't. Um, It's easier to shut that door to that spare room that is piled high with stuff than actually go in there and sort through it. So I would say when you're wanting to organize a space, start with what I want this space to be used for. Not just organizing it for the sake of organizing it, but is this an area or a space that I have a dream, a desire, um, you know, something I want it to be used for? And then you need to work in that avenue versus just moving things around and creating new piles. Mm, that's a good idea. So once you decide, you know, what I want to use this space for, and that mm-hmm. is um, areas where you have, you know, multi purpose rooms. You may have an area which is a family room and a homework study table and a playroom. Um, some rooms are used for more than one thing. And then you would just need to figure out, you know, the zone, the area. What do I want this room used for? And, where, you know, how do I want to accomplish that? And then I would first start with um, decluttering because we don't need to organize things we don't want. Exactly. You know, we don't yeah. want to keep or we don't want to use. And I think a lot right. of times people just start moving things around and not taking the time to evaluate. Okay, so I'm looking, I'm going to make evaluations. I'm looking at kids' toys. I'm looking at kids' clothes. You know, what do we need? What don't we need? Um, say, for example, you have two girls. I had uh, two girls that were back to back, but they weren't built the same. They didn't have the same body shape and they didn't even like the same clothes. So I discovered the more we went along, I saved less clothes from the older one for the younger one because the younger one wasn't going to fit her the same way. And she likes totally different colors. So we sometimes keep things because I've paid for them. I own them. And there's this guilt, this mom guilt of, I paid good money for that. I can't get rid of it. But we're willing to store something for years that nobody's going to use sitting in a box in a closet. Right. So, you know, evaluating the things that we have when it comes to kids toys, a lot of times we um, have several children and we kind of forget that that youngest child has outgrown the quote unquote baby toys and we just have stuff and we don't even think about what we still have. And realize, oh, the youngest one is four, and we really don't need the two-year-old toys. So right. kind of, you know, we just forget things end up becoming part of the landscape 
that we have in our homes. So evaluating what we have, especially with kids, the toys, are they still playing with them? Are they not playing with them? Is it something that they like that we could put a temporary um, storage for them? Like with younger kids, I've heard people talk about takeaway toys or they rotate their toys. Maybe get a, a bucket, put some toys in there and eliminate them from the space. Because I think a lot of times kids get overstimulated with so many things. And it's not necessarily better to have lots and lots of stuff. We end up um, just with chaos and clutter. But maybe taking toys, setting some aside, cutting the toy, the toy pile, I'm going to call it, in half. And at that point, they play with the toys that they have. And maybe a month later, six weeks later, you rotate. You take some of the toys they were playing with currently, pull them out and put the sum that were put away and you can, you know, replace them, kind of do a rotation. And at that point, kind of see what are they playing with and what are they not playing with? And you may rotate some stuff out that just go out the back door when you realize that they've outgrown things or they're not using things. So trying to just keep the visual stimulation not so um, high. Well, and not even just for the kids. I mean, I just feel like for moms, especially if you are a stay-at-home mom, just constantly seeing all the stuff. And I know you were saying at the beginning that seeing the toys and stuff doesn't equal dirty and it doesn't, but it can be such visual noise. So, yes, you know, going yeah. back, you know, what you were just saying about um, being too stimulated. I mean, so just as a Mom being home all day, right? And then you have all the stuff, especially if it's little toy stuff that just gets thrown all over the place. I mean, that can make a mom go over the edge. And so- Especially I, when she steps on it. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so I do think it's good. And I we've started to do that. We don't have basements. We do have basements here in Nashville, but it's we're from Michigan. Michigan, that's the norm. Here it is yep. not. And so- we really can feel that we don't have the basement. So a lot of things either have to go into the attic space or the garage. And then, and we just decided, you know, we're just going to start, you know, um, rotating because I feel like they get bored with the toys too. If they're always out, they're kind of just like, whatever, where if you bring it back, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so fun. You're like, we've had this the whole time. <laughs> yes. And I, and then at that point you can kind of see, it's easier to see what are they actually gravitating towards? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the less toys allow our kids to be creative, use our imagination, um, create things to do, yeah. <clears throat> which we live in a society where there are so many toys that yep. are put in front of our kids mm -hmm. that it is an overstimulation to our brains. Yeah. And they, don't, they end up not knowing how to think. Exactly. Or, or yeah. make up play. Right. They don't do imagination play or creative play. Yeah. I. Yep. I definitely feel like we are in that world where it's very easy to um, not allow that to happen. So I agree. Well, Monique, we're almost at the, the end of the show, but I do want to ask you this. With the kids going back to school, things can just get really crazy. Uh, talk about the shoes, right? You know, you mentioned that before. Uh, the yeah. bags, the shoes, the coats as it starts to get colder, and then the papers that come in from school. <clears throat> so I would love for you to share with us any tips you have to keep this more under control and just less chaotic. Because I feel like it's so easy to have a dumping ground. And I know that all of us would love to have 
big enough homes that have that mud room and you see it on Pinterest and it's like, oh, everybody has their own cubby and they can hang their stuff and their shoes go underneath and all their homework can go on the top, but not all of us have that. So I'm just wondering, what would you tell us if we don't have that resource, you know, to be able to have, you know, that special room for that? How can we do that to make our lives more sane and just keep things more in order? All right. Um, three different things for back to school. Drop zone, a homework area, and a command center. Drop zone, like you were talking about, you know, a back room, entry, mud room. Some of um, Pinterest has lots of really, really great ideas. But one thing I do talk about when I work with my clients is I'm not here to help you create a Pinterest-worthy home. <laughs> I'm here to help you create something that functions and works. So um, if you live in a warmer climate, this may be easier. We live in Indiana, so we get plenty of cold in winter. But if you're able to keep uh, shoes outside in the garage um, somewhere, not drag those in the house, that'll at least help eliminate clutter by the back door. Um, when you walk in the door and everyone dumps their shoes, then it's easy to trip over those. So if it's, uh, if it's a way that you can leave shoes outside and not bring them in, that'll eliminate some of that. Um, then the next thing I think is a really easy thing to do is get hooks. If you have an area where you can put some hooks on the wall in a hallway, in a closet, <clears throat> it's much easier for kids to hang up their coat or their backpack on a hook than to get their jacket on a hanger. It's just harder for younger kids to use hangers. And it's a second step for us as moms if we're going back and hanging things up. So if you have the ability to find an area that you can put hooks on the wall, that would be really helpful. Um, and then your backpack has a home and your jacket has a home. Um, it doesn't have to be an elaborate area with cubbies, but if there's a place to use uh, a, um, a coat rack or, or hooks on the wall, that's pretty helpful. Uh, secondly, a homework area, a place for kids to sit down and do their homework that has pens and pencils, a pencil sharpener, markers, extra paper, scratch paper, everything that they need to complete their homework in one space. Um, there's a lot of creative ways to do that. One thing you could do is get, there are those plastic containers with the handle on them. They're like cleaning buckets. If you know what I mean, there's a handle in the middle. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yep. It's like a caddy, right? A caddy. Right. Like mm -hmm. a cleaning caddy. Yeah. Something like that would be really easy. If say you don't have an area for a homework station, but your, your homework is going to be your, your dining room table, which where they're going to do their homework. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to need to clean that up for dinner. If you have some sort of a caddy where you can put all the homework supplies in it, and then you can just pick that up and move it off the table and put it on the table when they need to do their homework, that would be great. If you have another area that is a permanent homework station, you know, that's, that's another way to do it. But if there's a, a place to make it easy for the kids to get done what they need to get done. And it's not a big hassle to figure out where everything is. And then if you have a folder, um, a designated spot for all of those papers that need to be signed. You know, at the beginning of the school year, it seems like, you know, the yes, whole it's crazy. packet comes home. And, and then, you know, <sighs> things will happen. There'll be field trips coming up yep. and, and fundraisers. And yeah. if your kid's in Boy Scouts or band or, you know, cheerleading, you know, pick a sport. They're all going to have, or an activity, uh, some, some that needs to be signed, papers that need to be read and looked at. So finding just um, 
a location, a folder, maybe um, there are these really cool, uh, I don't know, you would put folders in it, but you just attach them to the wall, like a slot. Oh, yeah, like a magazine holder type thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that where you could find a place for that or even having a folder in, you know, this homework caddy where the papers go in for a common place where the kids know that mom will see them. Um, And then some sort of a command center. I always, when I say the word command center, it's just an area for us as moms to keep the actionable papers we need, um, the bills, you know, all the stuff that's going in and out of the house that we need to run our home, just an area to do that. And an idea for that is called a Sunday basket. A Sunday basket is a basket that's used every week and looked at every week with our actionable papers. And it's a really great way to organize papers and run the family home. And I actually am a um, Sunday basket workshop provider. And that's on my website also. But that's just a really great way to keep all of our papers organized that we need, especially with the busyness of kids. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, We have hooks too. So um, between our great room and then connecting to our dining room, we have a Mm -hmm. closet. And then across from it, there was this blank wall. So we put two um, uh, rows of hooks. So then we put our stuff on the top and then the, the, the kids yep. put it on the below. And I feel like that helps. It still gets a little crazy. Um, I, I won't lie, but, um, but at least they're, they know where it goes. It's just like, sometimes things fall and then sure. I don't know, they just leave things <laughs> scattered. Like their lunchbox will be on the ground where I'm sure. like, that should be in the bag. And so um, I do think that's a great, so going back to the command center before we um, wrap up the command center is, so you have a homework, so you have your homework supply stuff, but the homework is that not going to go? So like, say, for example, if you have something that you're trying to get done for the week, homework wise, would that go in your command center? Or is that going to go in just like a homework bucket or something? I would probably, I would keep the homework in the homework bucket. Kids okay. stuff yeah. with kids stuff and mom stuff with mom stuff. Okay. So your command center is, is more for you, things that you need to sign or whatever. Right. Got it. So you kind of are commanding the structure of your home. The kids need a kid's area. Um, area, I'm using that loosely. It doesn't have to be an actual space because a lot of houses don't have that. But if it's a functionable, movable basket or caddy that can keep all the homework supplies and some folders in there for the papers that need to go in and out of the house, whether you pick it up and put it on the counter or you put it on an end table or a coffee table or wherever it goes, especially if it's movable, but you can contain everything related to school and getting school done. Yeah, no, that is great. So they're not, mm-hmm. so right. they're not running all over the place looking yeah. for stuff. Yeah, which can easily happen. So, well, Monique, sure. as we wrap up, where can people find you on social media and your website? Uh, my website is organizingyourchaos.com. So that's the word organizing, Y-O-U-R, and chaos is C-H-A-O-S. Com. I also have a Facebook page, Organizing Your Chaos, and a Pinterest site, Organizing Your Chaos. Perfect. Well, Monique, thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope this gives the listeners some tools to help them get organized as well. Well, organizing is a process. We're never <laughs> done, just so everybody knows. It's never ending. But 
we're all in different stages of life. And as our kids get older, things change. So be flexible um, and don't ever give up. Yeah, definitely. Don't give up or you'll just be in a pile of a ton of stuff. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Monique. Thanks for having me, Amber. Hey, you guys. So have you had a chance to check out the vacation planning tool yet? You know, the reason why we created this is because it vacations don't have to feel impossible. And I oftentimes feel like people think they have more time than they do. And then they just let it go by. And then they realize, wow, we didn't even go on the vacations that we really had hoped for. So we want to help you guys feel prepared to tackle that budget and schedule that vacation so that you can start making memories. So to learn more, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash vacation planning tool. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week.